Hey, it's good to see you again. Thank you so much for joining us through our journey through Scripture. Uh, we are continuing in Deuteronomy today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, uh, on this Thursday uh, edition of our Journey Through Scripture podcast. So we're in Deuteronomy chapters 5 through 11. 5 through 11. Um, if you, I would really encourage you to, to pause and go read through through these. It's really beautiful. Like It, it is talking about, you know, Moses is talking about where they have been, um, but he does so in a way that is, is so encouraging, and it, uh, it just shows us so much about the character of God and the relationship uh, that we can have with God as well. This is, this is not just something that applied only to the people of Israel. Uh, there's some, some beauty that we, we learn in this, these interactions. So take a minute, uh, read Deuteronomy chapters 5 through 11. All right, so chapter 5 starts off with a uh, review of the Ten Commandments. And uh, listen to how uh, Moses talked about it. It says, The Lord did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, those who are here today, all of us who are alive. The Lord talked with you face to face on the mountain from from amidst the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to to declare to you... uh, the, uh, the word of the Lord, for you are afraid because of the fire, and you did not go up to the mountain. Uh, right, so he he's reminding them of this magnificent event and and how they were terrified of the Lord, but the Lord spoke to them, spoke through the fire, uh, and Moses was the go between. And uh, and then we see throughout the rest of or most of chapter five there through uh, verse twenty two, uh, we just see the the Ten Commandments mentioned again, reiterated how important they are. Those are the foundational building blocks of a society. Any society uh, that wants to uh, have any semblance of pleasing God needs to have those as the foundation. Um, then we, we see at the, the second half of chapter 5, um, just a a reiteration of this idea of having the fear of the Lord, of understanding uh, God's presence. Uh, verse 32 says, Therefore you shall be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You shall not turn aside from the right hand or the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live, that it may be well with you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Um, that is is so important for us. So so often, whenever we think about God, we think about the blessings of God and and what we get from God, right? And that that that's okay. There are many positive reasons for following God, but we have to follow Him. We have to actually listen to what He says to live a life that He has called us to live, and not turning aside from the right or to the left. You know, if you're if you're kind of walking on the edge, and every once in a while you you stray off the the path a little bit, don't be surprised if that brings difficulty, if that brings frustration. That's not God's fault, right? That that's us veering off the path. Um, it is vital for us to understand that, and that is why we need uh, to. To, to seek what God says to us through Scripture, what He is asking us to do, the life that He is calling us to live. Chapter 6 is arguably one of the, the most influential and important chapters in, in all of Scripture. It has uh, the Shema, 
which uh, Shema is the word. It means to hear this. Uh, this is something that is ex- extremely important to the, the Jewish faith now. They, uh, and I'm sure I'm not getting this exactly right. Uh, I am not an Orthodox Jew. Um, but uh, this is the Shema is something that is repeated, uh, I believe, three times. Uh, uh, oops. We had a little bit of, that's all right, we're good. <laughs> we, uh, I, man, maybe I said something wrong about the Shema. All of a sudden the lights went off. I promise I, I, <laughs> I, will, I will be very careful in reading the scripture. But the Shema is very important. It's repeated three times a day. Uh, it's a foundational element of scripture. And, and I, I, I love this. It's, it's what they would actually, they put it in the little phylacteries. It's written on the doorpost. Those are the, uh, this is where that comes from. It says, uh, Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4, says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command to you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as uh, frontlets between your, ear, between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The idea here is that these words are the foundation of everything that you are, of all that you have that the, the Lord is your God, that he is God, that he is the one true God. This was a statement against polytheism, which was the norm. The, uh, believing that there is one God uh, is unique, especially when Moses is saying these things to the people. Uh, this is unheard of, and it is emphasized how important that is, that there is only one God. And that is something that we struggle with today because many, many Christians believe in God, but they also believe that God may be found in, in other, other areas and in other beliefs. I, we have to be really careful <laughs> going down that path. There is the one true God. And uh, it says, you shall love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Also part of the Shema is uh, Deuteronomy chapter 11. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, so chapter 11, uh, starting in verse 13, all the way through verse 21. It says, And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God, to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for, the, uh, for your land in its season. Uh, the early rain and the later rain, that you may gather in your grain, your new wine, your oil, and I will send grass in the fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived, and turn aside from and serve other gods and worship them, lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you, and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain, and the land yield no produce, and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord has given you. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, and when you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates, uh, that your day uh, and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land for which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. Right, this this idea that 
that this is not just a faith that we practice on Sundays, that this is, or for them, that they would practice on Saturdays, that this is a faith that permeates every aspect of our life and that it should be so important to us that we are teaching our children, that our children are seeing this in us, that the, the way that we live our life uh, is, is constantly reflecting our love and our desire to live our lives for Him, right? And that means that we follow His commands. Uh, and, and that is, it is so much more than just loving God. It is living out our faith each and every day. Um, chapter six uh, continues. Uh, I, I love I love this. Just kind of the importance of sharing with your children and reminding them and teaching them. Because what's going to happen is these people they actually experienced uh, God in a very real and powerful way. They saw what God had done. But as as generations c- come and uh, it changes, it becomes further and further away from that moment when God was acting in a supernatural way. And and it was important to keep these stories fresh. Uh, Verse 20 says, When your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say, We were slaves in Pharaoh uh, in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. The Lord showed signs and wonders before, uh, before our eyes, great and severe against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. Then he brought us out from there, that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. I love it. It says, and the Lord commanded us to observe observe these statutes to fear the Lord our God for our good always. We a lot of times don't associate fear of the Lord as something good. We don't associate fear necessarily with good, uh, but, but fear of the Lord is for our good because it should motivate us to live according to his word. And that is where we find righteousness. That is where we find the blessings that God desires for us in our life. It does matter how you live your life in response to your trust and your belief in God. And that is something we need to be passing down to our children, but it has to start with you, right? It has to be within you first. Then in chapter 7, uh, he talks about uh, this group being a, a chosen people. Well, and, and uh, it could ease, you can easily uh, kind of get the big head, if you will, uh, say, well, we're God's chosen people, therefore we're better than you. Um, well, Moses makes that abundantly clear uh, that that is not the case. In verse 7 of chapter 7, it says, The Lord did not set his love on you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any other people. All right? So that, that was a sign of strength in that day. Uh, God didn't pick them because of that. It says, for you were the least of all people, right? They were slaves. But because the Lord loves you, and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord's, Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. The the Lord did not choose this group of people. He did not call Abraham uh, because of, of how powerful 
or even worthy this group of people was. Right? And in fact, it says they were the least of all people. That is, is a little bit of the character of God. And, you know, and, and it's easy for us to feel, uh, to feel small. In fact, one of the things that we struggle with as a society today is, is people struggle finding their identity, finding their purpose, uh, finding their importance in life. Well, your importance, your purpose is found in God. God is not, he, he doesn't, doesn't care where you are, what your station is, where you grew up, where you were born, what race you are, how big your bank account is, right? That is not why God chooses you and is calling you into a relationship with him. Uh, he is calling to, you into a relationship because he loves you, right? That is his character. He, did, he created you to be in a relationship with him. And it doesn't matter where you are or who you are, what you have done. Uh, he is still calling out for you to be in a relationship with him. Continues on, it talks about the blessings that we find in, in being obedient um, and, and how that can help us overcome fear. Uh, verse 17, uh, as they're going to know that they're going to be engaging in, in conflict, says, if you should say in your heart, these nations are greater than I. How can I uh, uh, dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them, but you shall remember well what the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all of Egypt. Right. So remembering the truth about who God is, that helps us overcome fear. It says, you shall not be terrified of them, for the Lord your God, the great and awesome God, is among you, and the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little, you will be unable to destroy them all at once. Man, there's, there's some very important wisdom there, right? As we are fighting our battles in life, as we are up against the things that we fear, that God will help us overcome them. But many times it's little by little, day by day, moving forward slowly each and every day, overcoming the challenges that we face in life. So often we want God just to, to, to wipe it out, to move and, and, and to, to get rid of whatever it is that is causing us fear, whether it's our anxiety or our anger or our bitterness or our financial situations or whatever that may be. Many times God helps us little by little. Right, that we start changing uh, the direction that we're going, that we start uh, attacking the problems one step at a time. There's so much wisdom there. Chapter uh, 8, uh, I love this, this passage. Uh, remembering, he talks about remembering God, about remembering their wandering in the desert. It says, so he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Right? That he was, God was teaching them even in those moments of, of their hunger. God did feed them. He did provide them, but uh, he did it in a way where they would know that that's not all you need to live. You, you need me to live, that it is not on bread alone, but by the words that come from the mouth of the Lord. That is what gives us true life. That is how we truly live in the world today. Um, in chapter 9, uh, 
thought this is this is an interesting one. It it remembers and kind of reviews, if you will, uh, the rebellions that and, and reminds the people of Israel, um, y'all haven't been the greatest. Y'all have had lots of problems. Uh, and and verse four of chapter nine was says, "Do not think in your heart after the Lord your God has cast them out before you." Uh, talking about the people, the the people groups that they are going to have to engage as they take the promised land says, uh, because of my righteousness, um, do, that, sorry, I'm going to start over, that after the Lord your God has cast them out before you, saying, because of my righteousness, the Lord has brought me in to possess this land. But it is because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is driving them out before you. It is not because of your righteousness or the, uh, or the uprightness of your heart that you go in to possess their land, but because of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God drives them out from before you, and that he may fulfill the word which the Lord swore to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore understand that the Lord your God is not giving you this good land to possess because of your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people." Right. So so Moses is, is laying all of this out and and it is the, the harsh reality that this there was nothing special about this group of people, and God is not giving them this land because of how good they are. In fact, they have been stiff necked and have pushed back against God time and time again. But it is because of the wickedness of the people. They do not deserve the land either. And God is going to uh, move in the people of Israel and his desires that they will be an example of a people who follows God, who lives out the commands of God. And they do that for a while. Um, they, they fall away as, as we all have a tendency to do. Um, but, but that is, is very important for us. Don't ever get caught up in your own righteousness. Do not become self-righteous. Uh, that only leads to destruction. I want to close with chapter 10 um, and the uh, a verse here, verse 12 says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Right? The commands that God gives us are not to make life difficult, are not to keep us from doing what we want, but it is for our good. It's because God knows how he created us. He knows how we need to live in order to experience the fullness of life. And that is walking humbly with him fearing the Lord, and investing every aspect of who we are into our relationship with Him. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, go ahead and read Deuteronomy chapters uh, probably 12 through 17 or so. May may adjust that a little bit, but you'll be safe if you read 12 through 17 at least, and we'll see you with our next episode on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.